Don't touch my jewels. Hey everyone, I am Juliet, your ever high-spirited host of Don't Touch My Jewels. Wa-mm. Again, that's Jamaican for how are you? What's up? Last week we heard Wagwan. So this week is Wapum. Welcome back. You must forgive me. I am so late with this episode. I had to do a quick trip to LA for a little business and a little pleasure. Nope, not that kind of pleasure. I wish. Everything is dried up down there. It's been a while. Anyway, I'm getting distracted. Yes, I was very careful traveling wearing hazmat jumper, mask, and gloves. You could have mistaken us for CDC workers. Middle seats were left empty on the flight, so my daughter and our two dogs were the only ones in the row, so we were careful. I am recording a couple episodes here in Los Angeles. I am sipping on Moscato and raspberry, listening to Kanye's West. I wonder. I love that beat. It's a beat that will have your upper body going left and right. You know that move we ladies rock when we are dressed to the nine with five-inch heels on, hair done, and we're looking fine? Yeah, that smooth, sexy move. Part of the lyric says, And I wonder if you know what it means to find your dreams. You know I can't sing. I tried that last time. So I'm not going to sing it for you. Anyway, those lyrics resonate to me as I am finding and living my dreams. Life is short. I rather have no regrets. This podcast was a dream, and that dream is materializing for me, thanks to you. So live your dreams, everyone. Oh my God, I so love this music. I am rocking the music now. I can't play it for you to hear. They will actually sue the drawers off of me. Oops. That's Jamaican lingo. Draws mean panties. I guess you'll understand better if I say sue the pants off me. So, let me labrish for a minute. Oh, I'm on that Jamaican lingo again. Labrish means gossip or idle chat. I'm staying in Beverly Hills, Hollywood area, and I don't think these people eat very much. They are so freaking tiny. I'm trying to be politically correct, but you know what? The window is open. Chalk it up to old age. I meant to say they're real freaking skinny. Even the old folks. I saw a very, very mature lady dressed in Nike from top to bottom with a Nike sweatband around her forehead. And she was jogging along the trail much faster than I would. I know for certain I could not and would not keep up with her. Oh, child. Everybody in the park is exercising, doing yoga, boxing, jogging, jumping rope. Oh, my heart was fluttering with all the eye candy. Oh, my God. You see, that is my actual exercise, moving my eyes from one good-looking guy to another. Oh, the hot, the hot flesh is flared up, girls. You know, I just keep looking at those six packs, the arms, the rear end, and oh yeah, the front end too. They leave nothing for the imagination. Oh, I'm fanning the flames as we speak. My ass is hot. Oh, 
Anyway, it's a good thing my mind is right. Otherwise, I might have felt left out or subconscious about my weight. I did not because guess what? I got assets. Yup, menopause gave me assets and I flaunted them. Hey, hey, you're never too old. Anyway, end of idle chat. <laughs> Let's get to why we are here. I'm hoping you listen to part one of who I am. In brief, the episode touched on how some of my menopausal symptoms entangles like a messy love affair, creating other issues which left me looking in the mirror asking, who the heck am I? The peak of my journey started two years ago. I call it the peak because that's when many of the symptoms I previously mentioned, you know, the hot flashes, the night sweats, the weight gain, fatigue, etc. They started consuming my body like a freight train at a rate too fast to comprehend and remedied. Hmm. In reflecting, I thought, oh crap, I was so preoccupied digesting my symptoms in secret, I didn't really think about what was happening to me and I did not give a thought as to how I may seem in the eyes of my family, particularly my daughters. Two episodes from now, we will hear from them. Oh, that should be interesting. Okay, let's pick up where we left off last time. Remember in the last episode, I relayed medical researchers disclose that menopause comes in a list of 34 different symptoms. I also hope you remember that I promised to address each. Well, here goes. Take a note if you are experiencing any I am about to mention. They are hot flashes, night sweats, disrupted sleep, irritability, fatigue, anxiety, weight gain, brain fog, which they call memory lapse, depression, panic disorder, bloating, difficulty concentrating, mood swings, breast soreness, headaches, vaginal dryness, decreased libido, joint pain, hair loss, irregular periods, burning mouth, electric shocks, ooh, body odor, muscle tension, gum problems, digestive problems, tingling extremities, itchy skins, allergies, brittle nails, stress incontinence, irregular heartbeat, and osteoporosis. Oh my God, that is some list. As stated and reported, some symptoms may disrupt your life rather significantly while others may go largely unnoticed. And of course, every woman experiences different menopause symptoms. For me, I met 11 of those culprits, aka symptoms. In the last episode, I went a little in-depth with six of the symptoms that affected me. Hot flashes, did, night sweats, disrupted sleep, mood swings, fatigue, and weight gain. Now, here are the other five that I had to go through. Still going through, actually. Depression, brain fog, again, they call that memory lapse, bloating, difficulty, concentrating, and joint pain. Let's start with the depression. I'm going to stay on this for a moment because it is relevant. This symptom was the worst for me. It actually brought me to my knees. <laughs> in retrospect, and in my opinion, this symptom is the one to really, 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 really be keen on and get help. 
The word mental health these days is tossed around like a dice and chopped up in pieces like meat. They say there are mild, moderate, and extreme mental disorder, and others categorize it as low and high-grade depression. I know for sure when you go to the doctor these days, or you know what, let me rephrase that. When I go to my primary care physician and also my OBGYN office, before the doctor sees me, the doctor's assistants, you know, the one that preps you, takes your blood pressure, well, she took my blood pressure and so on. Then she said there is now a questionnaire that asks a short series of questions. And one of those questions were, are you depressed? Another one is, are you suffering from any mental stress or disorder? Now, these questions makes me nervous and my answers have been untrue. Yes, I lied because I'm afraid of what the truth will bring. And more importantly, I don't want to be labeled a mental health case. Are you crazy? No. Another thing is, does my answer stay on record for when other people read it? You know, if they read it, the next time they see me, they look at me cross-eyed like I'm about to do something bad. I'm Jamaican. Some Americans have already branded me crazy. So hell yes, I lied. Yo, another reason <laughs> for my beloved deceased granny Aunt Sil to pinch my ass while I sleep. Menopause stirs emotions that agitates the symptom of depression. I had other contributing factors that cemented my despair and demise. I was just starting my own consulting company, trying to get it off the ground. So I was no longer working in an office, you know, having face-to-face -face daily interactions with individuals. That was all gone. I was now home working. Simultaneously, my baby, baby daughter was getting married and relocating to L.A., you know how many miles that is from me? So she's on the West Coast and I'm now still on the East Coast. All right. Except for when they lived in London, that's both my daughters, I have always had my daughters at home. Since my separation and divorce, it has been just the three of us, the triangle, the three stooges. <laughs> that's what we call ourselves. If you see one, you see all. We are as thick as thieves and we are like an unbreakable bond. That's the mother and daughter relationship I have with my daughters. The thought of my youngling going off to L.A. was heart-wrenching. I was gaining weight even though I was eating very little. I walk and I work out on the treadmill. My clothes was not fitting. And what fitted made me look as if I borrowed it from my kids. My boobs grow from a 34B to a 38DD. Yeah, you heard me right. From a 34B to a 38DD. I look like I had a really expensive boob job done. Oh, by the way, side note, let me, let me give you a little joke. I was shopping one day when a guy in passing said, I love them tops. <laughs> I laughed and I quickly replied, if I release my tops, as you call it, from the restraint called a bra, they will abduct your ass and take you to Florida where they are heading. 
He was stumped. He looked at me like I was crazy. I knew I should have said thank you and smiled. Okay, don't curse me. Yes, I know I should have said that. But you know what? I am so quick-witted, I didn't realize what I was saying. So, blame it on, on, on menopause, okay? That's what I do every day. Even my cousins, who incidentally lives in Florida, on my last visit... As soon as I walked in the door, my cousin's wife, who's like a sister to me, she saw me and she asked, what the hell is going on with your boobs? I said, what you talking about? She said, you got them done? What, what's up? I said, yeah, menopause did them for me free. Of course, she was cracking up. I too laugh. But behind the laugh, I was, you know, distraught and I felt uncomfortable, you know, because I'm, I'm subconscious with what's going on with my body. I held back my tears until I went into the restroom and I cried. It was no fault of my cousin. You know, I love her to death. It was my state of mind. Additionally, I was also, you know, feeling weak as if, you know, a truck ran over me, the fatigue. I spoke of in the last episode it was killing me thus because of the fatigue i didn't have any motivation whatsoever no interest in anything or anyone i was withdrawn i felt alone loneliness was killing me i felt worthless i felt confused i felt directionless why should I feel good about anything? It doesn't matter what I try to do. Eat less, work out on the treadmill, walk, try to be active. It didn't matter. I felt the same. And I was still getting fat. Yeah, let's keep it real. I was getting fat. Although family was a phone call away, believe me, it was as if I was alone on an island. Hmm. If my primary doctor was of no help, everyone is busy with their lives, of course, I understand. Friends, I thought were friends has disappeared. A week would pass and, you know, nobody would call or text me. No one. And then I realized if I didn't call or text someone, no one would. You see, usually I'm the one to call and check on friends and family, ensuring everybody is doing well. You know, I crack a joke when I call them. I don't know if they're having a good or a bad day, but I was going to make it better, whatever it is, you know. We would have a little fun on the phone. If I'm not calling my friends and family, I'm sending greeting cards. It's like I part own Hallmark. I send cards to cheer them up, you know just because. Hence, hello. <laughs> Where did everybody go? My business was not growing at a rate I anticipated. I had trouble focusing. My savings were depleting. I have no companion. My self-esteem was dipping. I am lonely, crying all the time, sad, feeling hollow, tired, not sleeping well, no one to talk to that would understand what I'm going through, what my body is going through. I felt as if no one is making an effort to check upon me. So if that is the case, then I felt I was not a worthy friend or relative. I was at the lowest, lowest point you could ever think. I have never felt like this before in my life. It's like everything was hitting me at the same time. I went somewhere I never thought I would have reached. Even talking to you now, it, it, it's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's really emotional. I, re I thought of giving up. I, I can't even say it straight. I really thought of giving up. 
what that means is I thought of ending my life because I, I, I was lost. Yeah, suicidal thoughts. Me, I had them. The strongest person you could find, I had them. When I realized one day, the day that I was thinking of this stupid, stupid shit, I saw my life flash past me. I could only think of my daughters. And at that moment, I fell to my knees and I bawled like a baby. I think I might have been on the floor for about 30 minutes praying, crying, asking for understanding. Why? How could I think of doing something so disastrously damaging to myself and my loved ones? What's wrong with me? Am I really going nuts? The questions kept coming, it seems like forever, until I calmed down. I got up on my feet and I stumbled to the bathroom and I took a shower crying continuously, feeling ashamed. Even talking to you now, I feel, I felt so ashamed and humbling and it was such a disgrace having to resort to such selfish means to an end. You see, I usually judge when I hear people commit suicide. I just thought there has to be something else other than now it's happening to me. The realization is until you are experiencing that dark feeling of oppression, feeling trapped with no way out, telling yourself that no one understands your difficult situation or they dismiss your pain physically and mentally, the next move is just to slide down that slippery, slippery dark hole. One second. Since that dreaded day, I have been maneuvering through depression and anxiety. The waves, as it comes and goes, I focus on my daughters. I focus on my health, my business, future plans, and whatever it is that I can conjure up that excites me. That's what I focus on every day. I have since spoken to my cousin and my aunt about how low I went. They were the only ones I could trust. It was private, and to me, it was shameful. And, you know, after speaking with them, it so warms my heart heart hearing their response. My cousin said, actually, like I said, she's the wife of my male cousin, but again, she's more like a dear sister to me. She said, you know, Junior will drop everything to be there for you anytime, anywhere, anyhow. We love you dearly. We respect and we admire you and the mother you are to your two daughters. The sacrifices, remember the sacrifices and the struggles you endured for them to be here today. Remember that. My ever cheerful Aunt Sonia in Illinois, she relayed how proud she is of me when I told her. She was proud of me to overcome all that I have with grace and still smiling. It warmed my heart, of course. And just the other day, my daughter's best friend, Irina, I have to say hello to her. I have... I've known her for quite some time from she was going to grade school with my daughter. She does not know the depths of my hopelessness, but she called me to thank me for something that I did. And part of her conversation, she said, when I mature, <laughs> I want to be like you. 
seeing you growing up with you was you were always the sexy mom. We the kids would admire you. You're always so put together. You're, you dress well, she said. Um, your hair was always done and you always wear shoes to kill. <laughs> I laughed and I replied, thanks, my darling. Those were the days. I'm now getting older and adding on a lot of weight. She said, I don't think so. You are still sexy, elegant, and graceful, and I want to be like you when I grow older. <laughs> when the conversation ended, of course, as usual, I cry. Hearing those words made my day. I really never thought. This episode is powerful, and the takeaway is... Menopause symptoms intensifies emotions, causing massive eruptions in your mind and body. Depression, <laughs> one of those eruptions did it for me. But with help, support, and love, I rode the waves, and you can ride the waves as well. Studies actually reveal, and I quote, that 30% of American adults report suffering from depression and anxiety, end of quote. I know for sure that number is greater because I never reported my depression. And I know for sure many others have not. So there are much more than 30% of Americans suffering from depression, some form of depression, and anxiety. I can't say it louder. Find a doctor, a grandmother, a cousin, a sister, a best friend, or even a guy friend that will listen. Talk about your symptoms. Don't be secretive. It's not shameful either. Get help in some form. And for my non-menopausal listeners and the younglings, as I so affectionately label you, Call your older friends, call your auntie, your friend's mom. Just check up on them. And I also have a message. Daughters and sons, call your mama and let her know how much you love her. Believe me, it helps. We all folks want to hear something that perks us up for the day or for the month. <laughs> As always, my thanks and appreciation for taking the time to listen. I am so grateful for your downloads and keep the comments on iTunes and Spotify and elsewhere. Just keep it coming. Keep the likes and the comments coming. Visit our Instagram page, okay? Also, please continue to spread the word. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Remember, I would love to hear from you. Some of you have written to me and I thank you very much and I hope my responses were helpful. I will repeat the email. It's jdub, J-D-U-B at donttouchmyjewels.com. Our Instagram handle is donttouchmyjewels. Now, as we say in Jamaica, we talk later, Megan. In other words, we will talk soon, and I'm out for this week. Take care.
Don't touch my jewels. Don't touch my jewels. I said, don't touch my jewels.